Well, welcome back to our next edition of the of What's Up America with Mike Kara, as always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth. And my guest today is Father Leo Padalinghug from uh, Plating Grace, which is a fun, family-focused, dynamic ministry setting to bring about a future of stronger families, closer relationships, and a deeper understanding of Jesus as food for our mind, body, and soul. He has a great uh, show on EWTN called Savoring Our Faith. He has a podcast called Shooting the shiitake and uh, what is exciting father leo you now have a food truck that is called plating grace and grub and we're really excited to talk uh, to you about that and uh, we want to say that we really enjoyed your show we also want to mention that my mom was a little disappointed that she missed your father's day special on saving grace but was able to is able to record it this saturday but first of all let's talk a little bit about this food truck that, uh, you know, you, you started. We've heard about that, and I know it's exciting. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and the purpose of that and who's running it? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Our food truck is called Plating Grace and Grub. It is uh, a social enterprise, which is owned by the 501c3 called the Table Foundation. So I have a few organizations. One is called Plating Grace and that's the ministry uh, that creates content, speaking engagements, and uh, also produces the TV show, Savoring Our Faith. We have a nonprofit group called the Table Foundation, and that works to support ex-convicts as well as support the hospitality industry. But we don't really have any physical thing to do to show them that we support them. So the Table Foundation bought a food truck and it's called Plating Grace and Grub. It's its own business, but it is connected to the Table Foundation. And I am running it uh, along with another chef who is acting as a little bit of a culinary manager with me. And together we support um, a few ex-convicts, people who have come out of the prison system. They have a record. And what we do is we're serving international comfort food, not just in the streets of Baltimore as just a regular food truck, but also as an event truck, we're being asked to do a lot of catering and also to just be present for different events. And uh, in our formation program, which is about six months to a year, we're going to support these returning citizens, these formerly incarcerated people, and provide them a process called formation. And formation is really about helping them to not just be more professional and not just help them in their cooking skills, but helping them to discern what they believe God is calling them to do and helping them to eventually become more professional and better people altogether. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you, you mentioned that the main place at this food truck or right now where the food truck is based is in Baltimore, but I mean, you have plans of taking it other places or... We do. So I live in Baltimore City, and Baltimore City is a beautiful place with a lot of problems, generally because of political corruption. Um, the people in the city are amazing, but they do suffer from a lot of what I would call failed policies. And so what I want to do is try to at least bring a little bit of hope to some people who really struggle after coming out of the prison, and they all live in the Baltimore area. However, we are traveling outside of Baltimore. 
I mean, just this past week, we've already been to about two very farther away counties. And so what we have done is expand the truck's presence, not just in Baltimore City, but beyond. And uh, obviously with the truck, we can do that. The real challenge is finding people who can maybe help drive people to and from different events simply because it's, they don't have driver's license. In some cases, some of them don't even have IDs. So I'm helping them in the process of making sure that they become um, active and law-abiding citizens. And it begins when they have an opportunity. And so we're helping them not just in Baltimore, but taking them around parts of Maryland. And in time, we are hoping that by uh, June, January of 2022, we're actually gonna be taking a trip down south and helping the, them to see a lot of different parts of America. Uh, we'll take about maybe a week and a half and do a road trip down to the south to Florida and then back up the east coast back into Baltimore. Oh, great. Uh, so one thing I also saw on your website, uh, Father Leo, is that you're with this food truck doing catering. So, I mean, this is something that people could, could have at their party or something. Yeah, we're a basic, like almost food trucks. Most food trucks should be able to support gatherings of sort, you know, small family functions. But because I am working with a, a team of professional chefs as well, not just my, uh, not just the food truck manager, but other professional chefs who want to get involved and want to support the work that we do, we're able to do, uh, you know, large groups as well. So we're excited for the opportunity. It's not an easy thing to do. It's a lot of work, but obviously it's, it's a worthwhile cause. Oh, great. Uh, so, yeah, so that uh, food truck will be, you know, traveling around. And I mean, as far as the recipes for this particular food truck, how did you come up with those? Or are those some of your own recipes? Or They're all my recipes, of course. Uh, we, we are truly a gourmet food truck. It's, it's, I mean, I love food truck food, you know, the fried and the, and the grilled, all of that is delicious. This just happens to be a unique menu for sure, because it's focused on what is called international comfort food. And I've always seen comfort food either as kind of something warm, like a, a noodle stir fry, or it could also be something kind of rich and, and creamy with a little crunch, which would be kind of like a, a sandwich, but in this case, we're using quesadillas, or it could also be a salad, uh, you know, because every, every country has vegetables that can be not only incredibly healthy for you, but very comfort food styled. But really what makes it unique are the five sauces. Currently, we have five very unique sauces, and these sauces are proprietary, and these sauces are really about creating um, the essence of these international flavors. Uh, and so we have Asian Island, we have Barbecue USA, we have a creamy Parisian sauce, we have a Latin chimney fresca, as well as an Italian seaside. And these are combined with the proteins like beef, chicken, shrimp, or shrimp, or, or vegetables. And they're presented either as a salad, as a quesadilla, or as a noodle stir fry. Oh, and with these sauces, because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, us that, you know, can't get to where you are. Are you have any plans of maybe, uh, you know, bottling this sauce or selling this sauce or? Yes, <clears throat> we're 
currently looking at which are the most popular sauces. And we have, I mean, actually all of them are kind of popular. It all just depends on people's moods. It's, it's just a different kind of experience altogether for them. They just, they, they all like them for their own reasons. That's why we call the sauces our moods moods, how you feel that day. You know, some people feel like going Italian. Some people feel like going, you know, Asian. Some want to go Latin. But either way, you can come to one truck and you can get different flavor profiles. The food is very high quality and the sauces will eventually be bottled and mass produced and available for sale. So right now then that you produce the sauces like every day or every so often or how does that work? Every few days, we go through a, a whole new batch of making sauces. They are incredibly unique, very flavorful. And I just think people have really started to, um, well, no, people already have, but they're really starting to talk about it to the point where we're getting phone calls and asking if we're going to be at this location or that location. And so we're, we're excited. Okay, so I mean, if, if people are, you know, in the Baltimore area are going to be where you are, do you have like a list on your website or something where you're, you're going to be or how they could find you or? We do. People follow us generally on Instagram at Plating Grace Truck, or if they want to just follow my, my uh, organizational account, just go to Plating Grace. And that has all of the information either in posts or there's a link so that you can click on it to find out where the truck is. You could also just go to my website, platinggrace.com. And so with social media, people can follow along and, and hopefully, hopefully people can find us. It's, it's not always, it's not easy as saying, come to the restaurant, uh, but it's really us as a restaurant going to them. Okay, Father Leo. Now I wanted to talk, you know, we mentioned about Father's Day and you had a Father's Day special. We look forward to that. But can you tell us how Father's Day, you know, relates, you know, to the church and to people's lives? I mean, how do you look at uh, Father's Day then? Uh, well, I, Father's Day, well, I, well, I appreciate that um, America has a day dedicated to dads. At me as a Catholic peace, priest, we recognize that, that there is a Father's Day every time the family comes together and we follow the commandments of honoring our mother and our father. And that generally is on a Sunday. I mean, obviously we have to honor them every day of our life, but we celebrate with them every Sunday. So for me and my family, we didn't do anything different except for just simply recognize the national holiday because our family visits at least once a week. And so we're always together. And in that time, it's, it, it's really about um, recognizing that fathers are a gift that God has given to the world to help raise their children, especially raise them in faith and in fear of God. Because fathers, we know, play such an important role in the formation of their children that if a father alone were to raise their child in faith, there would be this incredibly high percentage of the children practicing their faith in the future. If it was just mothers alone, it wouldn't be high. But interesting, if it was father and mother raising the children in the faith, it would be just as high as if the father was raising them. So you can see how, for whatever reason, God ordained it that a man communicating his faith to his children 
has such an impact on them. And so for me as a Catholic priest, I want to help fathers recognize that they're calling to be not just a biological dad, but a spiritual father is paramount to a healthy family, which then leads to a healthy society. So, I mean, can you tell us a little preview, Father Leo, about your Father's Day? Well, it's already aired, but, uh, you know, you're, you're special on uh, savoring our, our faith. I mean, you go, you go to different places, or how does that work? So, Savoring Our Faith uh, has two kind of shows. One is called our travel scenes, our travel episodes, where I go to a church, then I go to a restaurant, and then I make a recipe to help us remember our visit. But we also have various in-kitchen specials. And the in-kitchen specials are just me in a kitchen, and I'm cooking up a meal in honor of different feast days. So we have Christmas and Advent, for example, like Lent and Easter. Then we have different liturgical or Catholic celebration feast days. And there is a Mother's Day and there's also a Father's Day celebration. And so in this past, um, in this past Father's Day, I think I cooked like maybe three or four recipes to just celebrate dads. And one was one recipe was a real meat and potatoes kind of meal. And the other was um, an Asian inspired beef barbecue bento box. And then a third recipe is something that I don't normally do, but I, I baked for Mother's Day. So I felt like I had to bake for Father's Day. Um, I'm not a baker. I'm a savory cook, but I made a, a, a coffee cake with, with a nice little rum glaze liqueur. And so it was definitely something that I think dads would have enjoyed. And it's more importantly, something that maybe kids can cook or their families can cook for their dads on a special day. Oh, you mentioned about uh, kids cooking. So, I mean, for you, Father Leo, did you grow up then, then cooking? I mean, were you excited saying, let me make, make this, mom? Yeah, I, as a child, I, I was pretty fascinated with cooking. That's why I had done some cooking prior to entering seminary. And then when I went into seminary, I learned a lot more having gone to some classes with the Cordon Bleu in Perugia. And that kind of really set me off on a disciplined level of cooking uh, with people. And so as a child who, you know, who spent a lot of time with mom at home because my older siblings were in school and until I went to school, I was in the kitchen with mom cooking for the family when they came home from school or when dad came home from work. So it, it comes natural to me at least to do some cooking with my family and also for my family. So, I mean, with your cooking, uh, Father Leo, I mean, we, we see that you make a lot of different dishes, but I mean, have you put in like more like health things or I mean more substitutions in some of the dishes or? No, I'm not a dietitian. So I will never claim to be able to avoid certain foods that people might be allergic to. I am trying to be very health conscious. And so I don't want people to just think that you can eat, say something, you know, very fatty or greasy every day. Certainly not. No, my, my focus on food is about celebrating with the family. And so there are going to be times when, you know, celebration means that you you make something that some people would call unhealthy. I'm not a diet Nazi. Uh, I believe in a healthy, balanced 
food plan, but I believe more importantly in the discipline of moderation. I'm not someone to kind of say, you should not eat this, you should not eat that. That just seems pretty judgmental. I want people to be able to celebrate their food. Obviously, I want people to be healthy. And that's why, you know, um, if there's a way to substitute something so that it is healthier, but tastes as good, yeah, go for it. But again, I'm not going to criticize an ingredient. I really believe that God has given everything to us so that we can enjoy it, but never to abuse it, which means we have to learn about it. We have to learn how it affects our bodies and our health, but also how does it affect the gathering? You know, so for example, if I had a big barbecue uh, outside and I say, I'm making burgers, but none of them had meat in it. I don't know how much of a celebration it would be. (laughs) I can make vegetables taste good. That's not a problem. But if I want to have a burger, I want to have meat. And so if people are going to tell me that this is a vegetable burger, I'm just going to say, no, it's just roasted vegetables shaped like a burger. It's not necessarily a burger. It's a vegetable patty, which is perfectly fine. So I'm not a judgmental cook. I want people to celebrate with it. I want people to always learn a healthy diet plan or a food program for themselves, but I will never claim to be a dietitian so that, you know, I can make things for everyone. I always ask if someone has any food allergies and I do try to cater to them. No, I will cater to them. Oh, okay. So since I have you here, Father Leo, I wanted to ask, you know, we know that other religions have, uh, you know, certain dietary restrictions, but I understand somewhere in the Bible that God had said to Peter that all animals are clean or you could eat all animals. So, I mean, there's not really any dietary restrictions. Is, is that right? I got that right? Or? As a Catholic, we do follow the scriptural admonition in Acts of the Apostles. Peter was given a revelation from a heavenly voice, namely Jesus's, that said, you know, what I have created, you shall not consider unclean. And that's actually kind of interesting because Peter was asked and the disciples were asked to go into the world and evangelize to spread the good news. And one of the ways they did it was by encouraging them to eat what is set before you. And so there are going to be counters that you're going, there are going to be encounters in your life and encounters just internationally where you're going to eat with people. They're going to eat different food. Jesus just wanted us as his missionaries not to be judgmental and make sure that we're not afraid to eat what they are eating. I mean, to be honest with you, to consider a crab cake, you know, not religious or not something good for you, I don't know if they've had a Maryland crab cake. I mean, it's delicious and it's, uh, <laughs> and, and it is definitely something that's going to help a celebration, at least here in Baltimore. Great. Uh, so, I mean, you ha- have a lot of uh, cra- crab cakes. I mean, I, I, I've seen you make them. I mean, is that, is that a big uh, dish where you are then? Or? Yeah. Maryland is known for its seafood and crabs, the Maryland blue crab. It's, pretty famous. <clears throat> and so we, I brought that up just as an example to your last question. You know, there'll be some religions that don't think that that is a good food to eat. It's forbidden. Uh, it's no criticism on their part, but just as a Christian, I'm grateful that I can eat it because it's, it's delicious. But also it's just kind of a reminder that some of the things that are practiced in certain religions 
We should always respect it. That's their choice. But there has to be a reason, a logical reason for such prescriptions to be imposed. And in St. Peter's case, recorded in the Acts of the Apostles, when he heard that voice, it said, what God has created, you are not to consider unclean. It just makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to us as modern people practicing an ancient faith. Okay, uh, Father Leo. So now I want to talk a little bit about, you know, sa savoring our faith. And we saw that you did a whole bunch of shows there in Eastern uh, Europe. And now do you have plans to go back? I mean, now with the, you know, is the pandemic less things so you could get back out and do shows or? Yes, we do have some shows being recorded, some in-kitchen episodes, and also there are plans to do more travel episodes internationally. I, I, I believe people really enjoyed these international travel scenes and destination shows. So there are plans by EWTN, which is the Eternal World Television Network. It's one that was started by the very, uh, very venerable Mother Angelica who started EWTN in a very humble way, but it grew into an international TV show or a TV network. And so we are going across the pond, God willing, in September of 2021 and filming shows actually in the Holy Land. So that's our objective is to do six episodes in the lands of Jesus and lands of the Bible. So it should be a very exciting show. It's a lot of hard work, especially on top of working with the truck and planning it. But we believe it's going to be a very beautiful experience of faith, food, and culture in Jerusalem and beyond. Oh, okay. So yeah, we look forward uh, to, you know, those shows. And we saw you, uh, you know, with in, uh, you know, that was Eastern Europe. So where was that? Like Croatia and Slovakia or different countries you were in? Or Yeah. So they were actually following um, the a river cruise that I was leading a pilgrimage on. So we went to Prague. We went to um, Bratislava in Slovakia. We did Regensburg in Germany. We did um, Budapest we also did two shows in Croatia as well. And so we, we've, we've done a little bit of travels. <clears throat> There's efforts also to get back and do more in Italy uh, as well as different parts of Europe um, and also Central Europe. So it, it's a great experience. It's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, we don't have the professional with the incredible budget of say like a regular popular TV network or, or a, a, a platform like Netflix or Hulu. Um, so we're doing this really on, 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 on a very limited budget, but we are able to produce an incredible quality show that can easily be seen on any of those platforms. And so I'm really proud of the team and also EWTN for giving us the platform and the support. And we are grateful that we're able to produce, like I said, a very high quality production on a limited budget. And that's only because I don't get paid as a talent. Uh, I do this work because it is part of my mission as a priest. 
Okay, uh, Father Leo. So one question I have. So when you go to these different churches, you know, as part of savoring our faith, do you usually call it in, in advance? I mean, that when you interview like the priest or the, 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 the you know, the uh, priest running, you know, the particular church, do you call in advance or you just show up or how does that work? We do provide them, obviously, the notice that our TV production company is coming in. We actually don't prefer the interviews unless it is uh, going to be inherently connected to the church itself. Uh, it's, it's not really an interview-based show. It's an experience show. So what we want to do is give people a glimpse and an image of the, sh of the, the visits that we're experiencing without a lot of talking. So there's some visual to it. There's a lot of voiceover. Um, our team does research on all of the churches so that when we talk about it, it's a very educated and well-produced segment, but not with a lot of just kind of useless interviews, unless of course, that interview is going to add to the production of the show. And Father Leo, now my mom wanted to pass along a question. It looks like, you know, you have a great time at all, you know, all these different countries. And it looks, it seems to us that you're eating like three big meals three times a day. I mean, is that edited? I mean, you have a big appetite? Or? No, I don't actually. As I get older, my appetite wanes. It doesn't mean that I lose any weight. It just means that I don't have as much of an appetite. But those shows, again, are produced over a period of time. And so we don't want people to think that you do this in one day. In fact, we know that that's not what people experience. They, they see uh, experiences of a trip that take sometimes several days to film, but it's all condensed in literally a 20-minute segment because the remaining 10 minutes are going to be dedicated to a cooking portion where I'm remembering my visit, inspired by the visit, and cooking a meal to help me to savor the, the memories of that visit. And, you know, sometimes when you do your cooking segments, you know, you have certain people, again, maybe priests or di different people from the local community. I mean, is that something, you know, you, you seek out or are these people that you know personally or? Uh, it all depends on the show. So for example, in our travel shows, uh, you'll see me meeting with different people along the way. Uh, and again, some of that is planned. Some of that is, is um, spontaneous. Again, all of it is geared towards, will this be a, a, an exciting and fun show and a faithful show to watch? But when I do the cooking segments, we've moved away from doing a lot of interviews because all we want to do is, is cook a meal. There might be a guest on occasion who will join us because maybe they have expertise in something. But what we want to do is make sure that the recipes are accessible to people watching at home. So even if they might not be the best cook or a very well-trained cook, they can follow the recipes easily enough and hopefully get a taste of the place that we visit. And speaking of these recipes, Father Leo, so they're on your, your website. I mean, when you do a show, then somebody could go to your website to get these recipes? Or Yeah, they can go to the website for sure. But these particular recipes that you're talking about are actually, uh, they belong to EWTN. I created them specifically for the show. So 
they can get the recipes. They can also order anything online. Um, you know, my books, for example. So all of that are all available at the website, platinggrace.com. And uh, also, uh, Father Leo, I want to talk about, I don't know if you've started this or you're going to start this, and that is the Plating Grace Academy. Yeah, it's already up and running. It's got um, several hundred members and people actually join in on occasion and they actually, with a small monthly subscription, which actually helps to support my ministry as a speaker and as a TV and audio and um, multimedia platform host. Because I mean, it's not like we get paid for any of these things uh, unless I'm actually speaking. So this academy is an online community uh, with a small monthly donation, they get access to a lot of content, a lot of conferences that I've given. Um, it's a, basically a content-driven online academy, but it also acts a little bit as a social media academy as well, where we can actually interact. So uh, very regularly, I will have Zoom conferences and people just simply join in on these teleconferences so that we can interact, they can get to know me, they can get to know each other. We have a lot of specials where academy members will get discounts to vacations or pilgrimages or even some of the dinners that we host. So it's just a smaller than regular social media. It's not crazy, it's not ridiculous like social media has become. And more importantly, it's been a place where like-minded people can come together and, uh, be fed body, mind, and soul. Okay, Father Leo, we appreciate your time. And before we go, if you don't mind telling us all your websites or basically just the best way to get a hold of you or find out more about Plating Grace and Savoring Our Faith. So our TV show, our, our um, food truck locations, all of my merchandise, as well as being able to join the Plating Grace Academy all of the links are available at platinggrace.com. Okay, uh, Father Leo, you know, we appreciate uh, your time and we look forward to those uh, new, new shows. And any final thoughts or anything you'd like, uh, you know, everyone to take away from all of this? No, not really. I think I've said uh, our, my piece and thanks for the opportunity. Okay, that sounds great. My guest has been Father Leo Paddling Hog. Oh, yeah, and can, can you give your uh, website one, one final time, please? PlatingGrace.com. Okay, again, my guest has been Father Leo Paddling Hog, and uh, you've been uh, listening to the uh, What's Up America with Mike Kerr, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth. And please catch us again next time. Okay, yeah, that that uh, sounded uh, good there. Yeah, we we uh, we we got it. <laughs>